Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft. The world is full of unseen forces. Let me be your guide as we lift the veil and peer into the face of the unknown. This is The Major's Well, your 101 guide to all things witchcraft and spiritual. Hey Majors, welcome back to the show. This week I've got lined up for us Thin Places. Sounds intriguing, huh? Let's dive in. What are they? What is a thin place? It's basically a place where the veil is thin between other worlds and realms. The veil, if you were unsure, is like a boundary or a border between our world and the other world, where spirits, ancestors and deities reside. Though in some traditions the veil is more of a mist. This veil or mist keeps the dead from returning to our world. Thin Places is a term that's cropped up in the last 200 or so years, and that often relates to very early Celtic sites, though other sites around the world could be called Thin Places as well. These Thin Places act as a gateway, or a portal, for the inhabitants of other worlds to come and go as they please, between our world and theirs. A permeable membrane where entities can straddle the worlds. These gateways feature heavily throughout Irish lands, as well as other places across the world, and were revered by pagan peoples, as they believed these areas to have huge power that could be tapped into and worked with. It's a place where we feel awe and a sense of intimate connection to the landscape around us. Mindy Burgoyne, who offers tours of sacred sites in Ireland, describes them as, quote, in the storm of life, a place where pilgrims glimpse the divine. New York Times writer Eric Weiner described them as, quote, They confuse. We lose our bearings and find new ones, or not. Either way, we are jolted out of old ways of seeing the world. I guess you could say thin places are like an access mundi of the culture whose land it lies in. An Axis Mundi is a centre of the world where the heavens and the earth meet. Some thin places are linked to ley lines, 
supposedly streams of energy that travel below the Earth's surface, and where they intersect, rifts are formed. String theorists will tell you we live in a multi-dimensional universe. These dimensions overlap, and there may be portals into these other dimensions. Imagine you're a fish in a pond. You're swimming around, loving life. The pond is your world. It's your reality. Now let's say someone comes along, let's call him Peter. Now Peter picks you up out of the water, and all of a sudden, your world has changed, and you have all these new rules that govern living. The surface of the water was the only thing that separated your world, your fishy world, and Peter's world. Do thin places act in a similar way? Are these ancient other worlds, spirit worlds, underworlds, are they what we would call today different dimensions? Are these thin places just gateways or portals to them? We have been obsessed as a culture and as a species with portals since the beginning of time. In the Epic of Gilgamesh, the first known literary account in the world, there's mention of portals. In ancient Chinese mythology, as well as elsewhere in the world, mirrors act as portals. And more recently, we have the more obvious Alice in Wonderland. But where does this fascination come from? Well, portals are both a path and a place, both an ending and a beginning. They promise a new, unknown world, a place where things are possibly better. But how do you identify a thin place? It's difficult to explain, because it's more about the feeling that they bring. It's not about the visuals. It doesn't have to be a beautiful or a peaceful place. It's just more that the feeling that the place invokes. Some people report of time being perceived differently. Once a visit to these gateways is over, people realise that more time has passed than they initially thought, so engrossed and enraptured by the space. The more you visit thin places, the more you can become attuned and sniff out the energy. Also, it's said that wearing opal, black tourmaline, labradorite, and moonstone will help you connect to these subtle energies. Often, answers to questions that have troubled you will come up, and insights gain from apparently out the blue when you are at these sites. Which makes me think of the Apache proverb that says, wisdom sits in places. It's from these places that messages are received and voices are heard. There are those who say their prayers are stronger while in these places. Mindy Burgoyne, I quoted her earlier, she's the tour guide of Thin Places. Now Mindy, while she was doing her tours, noticed that a lot of widows would be in the group. She speculates that these women are actually drawn to these places because of their tremendous healing powers and they were able to let go of their losses here. Witches work with the liminal, and I can't help but wonder what the experience would be and how it would be amplified for connecting with deities and working with spells at thin sites, and especially at this time of year, around Halloween, which in of itself is a time where the veil is thin. These spaces could be used for initiation, for spirits and liminal deities, such as Hermes, Hecate, Mercury, Ganesha, and Papa Legba, they could all be invoked. Also, the two-faced Roman god of doorways, Janus, would be good to work with, too. I wonder if these places at dusk or dawn, i.e. the liminal times of day, will add power to them. 
Some ancient Irish kings would travel to a thin place and hold a ceremony to marry the earth goddess Danu. Now this may sound strange, but in marrying the earth goddess, they ensured a fruitful harvest, protection and fertility for the tribe. And often the places where this marriage took place is on the hilltops or within standing stones. Can you create your own space? I think you can over time by manipulating light, creating a space that feels safe and keeping that room for its intended purpose of reaching beyond the veil. But is it wise to do so? I read a few articles where the authors insist that portals or gateways must be closed after you've finished working with them as they can allow spirits and entities to still come through and these may not necessarily be good and they can cause a lot of havoc. It's something to bear in mind. Now some have said that thin places is a Celtic term. This isn't exactly true. The earliest reference comes from John Weatherby, who coined the term in his book Shadows in 1885. Its Gaelic term of Cull 8 is also problematic as it doesn't translate into thin places. Some have gone to say that the Celts marked these thin places with large spirals carved into the surface of rocks. There's a lot of supposition and trying to connect the dots, and especially because we know so little of the Celts and their spiritual practices. There's debates online if thin places are Celtic or pre-Celtic, and what constitutes a place for it to earn its thin status. That being said, I do place weight in the term thin places, and I think they are very special and very magical sites. But what are some of these thin sites? Well, you can probably guess that Stonehenge is one, as well as Glastonbury. But what about the ones off the beaten path? Owenagat is a cave located in Ireland in a large prehistoric site called Rathcrogan. The cave has also been given the name of the Cave of Cats, due to three magical wildcats supposedly emerging from the cave to attack three Ulster warriors before being tamed by them. Though I came across another source that said the Cave of Cats was mistaken for Cath, an Irish word meaning battle. Therefore, it should be called the Cave of Battle. Now this cave has been famously dubbed as the portal that the goddess Morrigan, meaning ghost or phantom queen, uses to enter our world. She's the goddess of battle, shapeshifting, power and destruction. The cave is a natural split in the earth, and it's a cathedral-like space. The man-made entrance to this split was created around the 9th century. It was also seen as a palace of the underworld, and within, stones are inscribed with Ogham, the language of the druids. The remains of offerings, both ancient and young, have been found outside as well as within this cave. It's a powerful sight that's amplified during Samhain, or Halloween, when the Morrigan is said to emerge. Christianity, when it came to islands, tried to demonise ancient ways and the belief systems. The cave became known as the entrance to hell, and the Morrigan became twisted into somewhat of an evil goddess. Today, beer is brewed using the yeast from the cave's walls, and it's aptly named Underworld Savage Ale. The yeast was also collected on the night of Halloween, when the Morrigan is said to leave the underworld. 
Now the sight of Oenagat plays a huge role in Irish and Celtic mythology and is said to be the birthplace of the fearsome Queen Meave. It's also supposedly where Halloween began and many mythological creatures causing chaos and mayhem have emerged from its depths. Another myth attests to the cave's healing powers. A man grievously harmed was taken into the cave by otherworld spirits and emerged the next morning fully healed. Yet it is one of the least visited sites in Ireland. It was supposedly linked to other important caves throughout Ireland, but the end of the cave actually collapsed when workers drove a utility pole through the ceiling of the cave. I mean, that left me pretty speechless when I read that. It's common for visitors of the cave to turn their torches off and let the darkness engulf them. If you're intrigued by Morrigan, you could sing this hymn to her to start your workings with her, which would be perfect given the time of year. Hail and bless the great Morrigan. Hail and greetings to the crone. Hail and greetings to the queen of the night. Hail and all praise to the old and ancient one. Hail and praise to she who is magic. She is the fear that coils around the heart. She is the nightmare to those who do wrong. The haunting of those who dare to cause harm. She is the prophetess of fates. She is the queen of fairies and of witches. She is death and a poet's inspiration. Hail and salute the great phantom queen. Hail and salute the Morrigan. She who is three yet one. She is the fury of battle. She is the sword of freedom. She is the crow and raven who flies overhead. Hail and bless the great Morrigan. A toast of ale, an offering of blood. Hail and bless the great Morrigan. You could offer her red cloth, or raven feathers, meditate on her and see what comes forward from beyond the veil. Who knows, maybe she can help you create your own thin place. If you've been inspired to visit or work with a thin place, please show these ancient sites respect and don't take mementos from them. I think these thin places are all over the globe and at special times of the year, they're particularly activated, shall we say. Now, I'm no expert on physics, and the research I did into dimensions for this week's episode was brief. However, I did come across an article from NASA called Hidden Portals in the Earth's Magnetic Field that said the Earth's geomagnetic field meets solar winds out in space. Now, this impacts on the planet as it opens a channel to the Earth, where it can receive tons of energetic particles. Side note, these particles heat up the Earth's upper atmosphere and contribute to the auroras. And this got me thinking, and I'm wondering if something similar like this is happening, that there's a process so intricate, maybe not even originating or beginning on the planet, but through particles in space that we may not be aware of, that as the planet revolves around the sun like clockwork every year, Around Halloween, a veil of some sort actually is thinning and lifting and influencing thin places, all due to this process on a molecular level. A veil separating a different dimension that led to the ancient Celts to be weary of this period of time. What did they know that we may only be now discovering? And majors, that's it. That's a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. 
My intent with this podcast is to provide guidance and inspiration for those on their spiritual path. I also want to connect you to information that is both useful and reliable. Would you like to support me and encourage me in creating more episodes? With your support, I can give the podcast more time and create more quality content. You can support me through Patreon and gain access to exclusive content and be part of the Majors Well community, as well as being in the communal sugar pot spell. The link is in the episode description. You could also support me by following my Instagram at the Majors Well, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, and telling your friends about the show. Please get in touch with anything you'd wish to share at themajorswell at gmail.com, and you may just get featured. A big thank you to Coral St. Clair for the podcast artwork. The poem this week is called Thin Places by Melody Lynn Jenkins. Firefly, lead the way to the place where the veil thins, the land of apples and ancestors, and the ancient of days. See through the mist, through the fog, through the rent veil where the other world lies. Firefly, lead the way to that universal rend in time, in space. Look, they come, they cross over to visit, and we see, we hear, Luna dances behind the cloud that hangs low in the violet sky, inviting you to see, inviting me. Join in with the dance, with Luna and your brothers, your sisters from all ages. Firefly, lead the way to the place where the veil thins. Peace out, witches. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.